Hello and welcome to another episode of the CG Garage. This is episode number 351 featuring Victor Bonafonte, the man, the legend, the CEO, the creative director, and the architect behind Beauty and the Bit. A really cool guy who I met for the first time at THU and is a fantastic creative person. Kristen, what did you think of Victor? Oh, Victor, so nice. Um, the podcast, he kind of starts off with like how Beauty and the Bit kind of ha- came to be and how he kind of pushes the boundaries of the arc biz world. Um, and you both discuss like how the narrative of the story or narrative story of the project that they're working on is almost more important that, than the technical side, um, mm-hmm. which also goes to their um, short that they made it like three years ago called landmark which we will link to this um Mm -hmm. and it was their first atmospheric short film that sets out to be more of a cinematic story um driven approach to archivist films so it's very awesome to watch um Mm -hmm. and then he also kind of talks about what's next for him um in his creative direction um moving a little bit out of architectural world and more into vr music video games but really interesting podcast yeah, yeah, he's really he's really great, and what's really interesting, you know, he like I like you said, we, you know, we we met at THU, uh, which was really cool, uh, and that was sort of one of the things that sort of inspired him to to tell more stories rather than just try to or tell interesting stories, shall we say? Mm-hmm. Everyone tries to tell a story, but thinking about what that story really means and making it interesting is a very a cool thing. So it was really great to talk to him. He's a very charismatic person, a really a lot of fun, and can't wait to to meet him in person uh, again sometime soon. All right, uh, let's have a couple of announcements. Uh, there is uh, something going on, but they, people have one more day to do it. So tell us what it is, Kristen. Yes, so this is the student rendering challenge. So submissions will be due tomorrow, um, November 23rd. And this year, the theme is create a better world. Um, and you, we'd just like you to share your vision with us. And you have a chance to win awesome prizes, including V-Ray collection, Corona licenses, chaos cloud credits a lot more but go to uh, chaos.com slash create dash a dash better dash world sorry it's a long one perfect create a better world with dashes between all of the words so go ahead and check that out and it's obviously there's a link on our website as well but you only have one more day to do it so make sure you get your submissions in asap in terms of products, we have one product announcement right now, uh, uh, which is V-Ray 5 Update 2 for Maya is out. Go ahead and check it out. There's a lot of new updates, that are, cool updates that are in there, including some great cloud uh, uh, benefits that have been added to it uh, and uh, a lot of updates on v- on uh, USD support. So we have a lot of cool things on USD support, including supporting U- lights inside of USD files as well. So lots of great stuff. Go check it out uh, at chaos.com. Now, if people want to know more about the podcast, Kristen, where can they go? Uh, you can go to facebook.com slash Podcast or chaos.com slash Garage. And if you would like to watch us, um, go to youtube.com slash chaosgrouptv. Perfect. And if you guys have ideas of podcasts you'd like us to uh, do, please let us know. We're uh, labs at at chaosgroup.com is the best way to contact us. And we do listen to your ideas and we do make the recordings of those. So please let us know what those are. Love to have them on. Uh, And of course, don't forget to rate us uh, and review us on Apple Podcast and share us with all your friends and family. But for now, enjoy episode number 351, Victor Bonafonte. Welcome to another CG Garage, where the chaos group talks. You'll know it's over when the last bucket drops. We're gonna fire off rays in high dynamic range. We know that ambient occlusion is passe. Global illumination won't lead you astray. And while image-based lighting is really swell, you need to make sure everything has for now. I think the last time we saw each other in person was at Total Chaos. Yeah, Total Chaos, because previous to that we saw in um, in uh, Train Horse, I think it was where we you're met at, first. You were at, yeah, THU, yeah? Yeah, yeah but, but after that we saw in Total Chaos, that's it, in 19... 19- 17 or 18? 18, I think. 18, yeah. yeah, 18 or 19, yeah, which is cool. Which is really cool. All right, so I think people are going to want to know a little bit about your origin story and the kind of cool stuff you do. Your work is superb, and we will definitely put links of some of the amazing projects you guys have done. Uh, But I'd like to know a little bit about you and how you got started in doing all these things that you got involved with. Oh, 
Cool. So yeah, first things first. Uh, yeah, I'm an architect, basically information, and uh, and and at some point I was like working as a regular architect. I was working in a in an architectural firm, uh, more focusing retail here in Madrid. So I worked there for. 10 years, I think, and I was doing like typical stuff from an architect, signing projects, mm. designing projects, etc. Nothing super exciting in terms of, you know, big uh, stadiums and stuff like that. It was like more residential kind of stuff, office okay. thing. Um, but eventually at some point, um, crisis came to Spain. It was like 2011 or something like that. And it struck us, I mean, all the colleagues in my profession were like, completely devastated here in Spain. Uh, and from one day to the other, we ended up with no jobs, basically. So the thing is that um, I was the only geek at the studio because my studio was a little bit old school studio that was interested in like uh, 3D stuff and, you know, trying to orbitate, orbit around the, the buildings and stuff. So I got a little bit into or interested in, in that, in that uh, three-dimensional quality of, of architecture. And I started to get myself into programs such as SketchUp with all, all the people like hates mm-hmm. at some point. And, and, but I had to say that it was my beginning on the 3D world. So for me, it's like, okay, I, I own something to, to this guy. So then I, I jumped into 3ds Max, etc., etc., And then from that point, I started to get interested in that. So at that point, my boss uh, fired me uh, because <laughs> they, they had no other option. Right. But in parallel, they started like another kind of little studio that was exclusively devoted to competitions. And as I was really interested in that, he hired me as a, as a part of that studio, which was like two, three people. Mm-hmm. And it served me as a test tube for, let's say, one year to realize that I would love to do something that was more involved with the, the plastic side of architecture, not the the practical side. Because for me, it was like processes, really long processes to to, to accomplish, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. So I decided to uh, to to try on that and in parallel i was speaking to my to my um, to my wife and my first son was about to be born and um, i told her okay i would like to to try my to try a little bit and, and do our own company that it's for architectural communication or visualization call it whatever mm-hmm. and basically that was like the, the how beauty and the beauty was born and mm. um, and from I mean all has been like from that point all has been an evolution in terms that um, right now nowadays I'm also I'm, I'm creative director here at Beauty and the Beat and at the same point from last year I'm working as the art director of a kind of a video games music uh, related with video games company from from it's going to be like one year now right right now which is stage eleven is my other company. Okay, well, we're going to get into that because that sounds yeah. very interesting. <laughs> you want to know what's going on there. But it sounds like it's very similar to, you know, honestly, I was, you know, I was an architect as well, as you may know. And that was one of the things that, that drove me is like, I don't really know if I care if the building is built or not. <laughs> yeah, abso- absolutely. I think that's the, that's the point. Right. At some point, it was like, okay, I, I care more about how it looks or how would I love it. I would like it to look most likely. Right. And I think there's something to be said about that. That's not to diminish architecture. I think that's just a no. passion about it. And I think, uh, but also I think one of the, obviously some of the things, especially in Beauty in the Bit, is that you find, uh, uh, it seems to me that you find much more interest in the narrative and the story that the architecture has instead of the actual, like, does the light switch work? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think... And it's even more challenging. I always say the same. It's like even more challenging to work with uh, projects which are not so spectacular, mm-hmm. because in the end, it's it's um, way harder to to showcase the the best angle of that building. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's the most challenging um, um, side of, of 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 things. And and yes, from the beginning, we have always, or at least it has been our struggle to try to tell a story that it's like personal, it's ours, it's, it's different at some point. Because I, I've been like uh, growing in, 
architecture and at some point for me it, it was like kind of level achieve or level unlocked let's pass to other thing let's try to invest time in searching or or researching in vfx in movies in you know animation not the usual way it's done in architecture etc etc and for me i would see it like you know as a as a never-ending kind of a path it's like you are interested in this you achieve this you unlock this you pass and go to the other another thing you want to unlock etc etc basically yeah, I think that's that's true. Uh, I mean, I, I honestly, tell I want to know more about uh, you know some of the pieces you've done uh, that you've you've illustrated, and uh, obviously you do you do work for actual architects and showcase their architecture as well, obviously. Mm -hmm. But you've done your own passion projects for the company or yeah. some narratives that you've done out there. So, what was the inspiration for doing that, and what sort of were some of the things that that drove you to do that, and what does how does that serve the company in a sense beyond? just doing something for your own satisfaction <laughs> yeah i mean it's everything like comes in a, in a way in an organic way uh, the, the, how this started was because at some point it was like okay we have managed and we have the the the, the pleasure and, and we are lucky to be working with top-notch architecture studios worldwide but once you get that it's like you wanted to do that and you achieved that and it's like okay it's cool i work with this big architect this other big architect etc etc but yep. you realize at some point it's like okay we have done this but there's something that's still missing because the client is there at some point it's difficult to impose your artistic vision or at least at the beginning when you're not so well known mm -hmm. uh, so for us it was like okay Let's start doing something that it's exclusively for us, no? So we started like doing this kind of uh, challenge I call like uh, image of the month. We did like half a year images of the month or even more, I don't know. And it was like, okay, we had to, we found out time in our really busy schedule always to do one image on our own without no contamination from clients. It's exclusively us. And we started to publish that because I thought it was a nice idea in terms for the studio's morale and, and also for showcasing people that it's important to start doing your own thing, your personal projects. No? Mm -hmm. And from that point, it became or it comes, it came landmark. And, and honestly, it was really inspiring for me, the THU, the place when I met you first time. Right. Because for me, it was like, uh, it wasn't my, um, it wasn't my usual um, media and, and, I already I was going started to go to art um, um, art um, events more than mm -hmm. architecture at that point, but that was like the biggest one, mm -hmm. and um, and that's for me as a, you know motivation. So when I finished that and I came back to Madrid after holidays, I told the guys, okay, why instead of doing like um, static uh, images of the month, we do a movie which is our on our own, which is like it was landmark. And right. for me, the idea was trying to do exactly what nobody allows you normally to do in a, in a film, in an architectural film. And, and it was freaking awesome. That, that was one of the most beautiful experiences I've, I've had because it was like all the team working like one year in that movie when, didn't have, when we did have some time on that. I, I stepped aside the production of the studio at that point and did like a year course in VFX in lots of stuff, new stuff for me. So it was completely refreshing. And and I think obviously that served to the company because it's like, okay, when you do something with all your guts, you know, yep. normally, normally uh, it turns out well. And in this case, it, it turned out well because that was like um, a movie that uh, was a lot, uh, seen a lot, not, all, not only in architectural circles, but in cinema, circles, uh, cinema, um, little festivals, etc., etc. And it was also the catapult for doing Rebirth with Quixel and the people from maybe Games, etc., etc. Yeah, and I think it's I think it's fascinating because you know the what what is interesting is I mean I've been to THU many many times as you know and 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 it's one of my favorite events but there's a lot of architects who went there who found inspiration from something outside of the typical architecture courses and the typical architectural views and there's a there's a there's a there's a 
there's a way, an attitude of like, well, I, we've always done it this way and it's always been successful, so why would it ever change, right? And I think when you look at it, uh, I mean, it's very clear to me when I saw what you did, it's like you were inspired by concept arts and concept art can be a very different way of looking at things uh, instead of looking at the traditional architectural way of doing things. At the same time, you were telling a story about architecture without any people in it in a lot of ways. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's a very difficult thing, right? I mean, you're trying to tell a narrative that's very interesting and very different uh, and I found it very cool uh, I do remember Joe Kaczynski's very first uh, uh, visual effects project that he not, not visual effects project sorry uh, arc viz project that he did uh, about the desert house I don't know if you remember that yeah, but that was yeah. a similar thing right he was telling the story of a space and everyone was like oh you can tell an entire story without any people in it you know and that was really kind of an amazing thing so I thought there was that was really great. Do you feel that what you did on that project has allowed you to uh, showcase to your customers saying, here's something that you can do? <laughs> did you ever think of that? <laughs> you know? Yeah, basically the, basically the idea was that, I mean, it, it had several ramifications. Obviously, the first one and most important was doing something for the pure pleasure of doing a film on ourselves and and which was related or with the target was more in filmmaking than in architectural communication mm -hmm. but obviously the second like kind of um, uh, intent was to 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 showcase architects okay guys uh, we don't necessarily need to stick out to the usual convention of what is supposed to be an architectural film because that's fake I mean I don't believe that an architectural film should be a never-ending flying throughs that makes you want to vomit because you're sick or putting, you know, 3D people here and there looking like, you know, really badly rigged, etc., etc., and looking right. like shit, basically. Right. So that is why it was, uh, that was my main aim was, okay, guys, if you would love to make an architectural film with us, be prepared to do something cool, but we would need to be or to agree that it should be something more artistic than the typical descriptive um, architectural thing, basically. And that's what happened recently, for example, with the uh, sound of ink, which was something that we did this year with uh, our nice friends of Schmidt Hamelassen. It's something more architectural, it's less cinematographical in terms of the mood, etc., etc., but still has that vibe at some point. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk about that original piece you guys did. Tell me a little bit about, like, you know, because some people may not have seen it and they should go see it. We'll put the link on our site for sure. But mm. tell them a little bit about, you know, what was your inspiration? What, what, what was driving you? And what was the story you're trying to tell in this? And so give us a little the, bit of an idea of that. Yeah. In the sound of ink, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, the, the thing was that that was a project that basically was like a second house for us because we started or we started doing this uh, project with SHL uh, for six six times in a row for that competition I think so we think we know pretty cool in a, in a really pretty uh, um, um, accurate way the spaces in that uh, library mm -hmm. uh, which is in Shanghai it's, uh, in the Pudong district it's one of the it's a it's a it's a project that is going to be finished this year, I think. Okay. I think end of this uh, end of this year, mm -hmm. and um, and at some point it was like we were like discussing with them and they they wanted to do wanted us to do like a little feature a little movie about that that place. So for us it was like as I said a second house second home because mm -hmm. we already knew the project we did lots of right. images and this way they won the competition. So for us. And and honestly, we have a really amazing relation with them for lots of years. And that's the cool thing when you get to a point with a client in which they um, they trust you, basically, artistically speaking. They trust your vision and and they support your vision. And and that was what happened in in that project for us. It was like okay. We want to do a really badass movie of your uh, architectural cool piece, and we want to do something like, again, it's like first hour in the morning, just before the first day or the day is going to open uh, the place. We don't want to talk about, we don't want to do any voiceover. We just need to make um, 
a nice music that was uh, composed exclusively for the for the trailer by the guys from Press Stars. Mm-hmm. Big 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 hugs to them. They're really cool musicians. And it was like for for me it was like a, a mix of really nice music with really nice shots and in a way that um, that you could do a movie instead in, instead of the typical archbit um you know document document basically visual document mm-hmm. so that was like the premises for that project and i had to say it went like pretty well because as always like uh, shl always support our vision and it's really encouraging with when you don't have those boundaries it's 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 the, the best project you can work in and i, I have to say we're really pretty selective in terms of animation Okay. We do animation, but um, we we do each time more and more. We we can't showcase nearly. It's like a tip of the iceberg because right. lots of of that thing is like NDA, etc., etc. Sure. But other than that, we prefer. We, we always want to be really um, selective with animation because not okay. all the people, not all the clients understand that that approach to to, to architectural animation. Well, what do you think the what do you think is the evolution of architecture visualization? I mean, it's obviously evolved over you know the last several decades. And what do you think? What is your thoughts on the evolution of how animation has changed in that time? I think obviously it has evolved, and it's it has evolved in a, in a good way. In, in some in most of the cases, I think we are or we uh, globally as as professionals are making a good effort all of us together and it's trying to showcase our clients okay guys no jokes we're going to do cool stuff if you allow us it's not the i mean the way i see it is not you come with the creative direction it's us which we bring the creative direction because that's in which we are educated Basically, it's like I'm not going to tell you how you want. You need to design your building. Obviously, you are the architect, and mm-hmm. you have that you know that knowledge. You have that that vision. But obviously, I'm going to tell you, or I'm going to try to tell you, which is the best way you can showcase your building. And I think that honestly, and generally speaking, uh, we tend to a more mature way of showcasing architecture. And you see lots of. Um, images uh, nowadays or movies uh, for architecture that are really more mature and they are not exclusively the typical cliche that it's um, uh, what architects at some point could expect no which is like the the girl in the fur in the first row or this kind of you know this kind of shit you know that normally mm-hmm. it, it, it doesn't make sense to me and right. and also as you evolve as an as a, as a company and as a professional you also make an evolution in, in, in on those regards. It's like, obviously, you see images or I see images we did like 10 years ago when we started and it's like, oh man, uh, shot me, you know, right. shoot me. <laughs> but that's good, man. I always say it's good and it's, also, it's always good to go back to what you did nine years ago because obviously that gives you perspective and it tells you, okay, man, if you are a little bit embarrassed about what you did like nine years, that's great. That's because you feel you're doing much better right now. So that that's because you have more expertise. You have like worked a lot in evolving. And I think generally speaking in lots of companies, it, it, it has evolved. And also has evolved the way the clients see us or, 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 or respect or have some expectations in what we could deliver to them. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's always a good thing to to. I mean, I remember you know seeing some of my early works. It's ever it's, it's you know it's embarrassing, but as you say, if it gets better, then it's, uh, it means you've you've yeah. gotten better, right? So, uh, but I think it's very you know it's very interesting about talking about influences and how things have influenced you and influenced things along the way. Um, and obviously, what you're also trying to do is influence your customers in some ways based on what you have done and what you have evolved. But what are some of the big things uh, besides architecture that are the biggest influences for you? Like, obviously, there's got to be some something in the film world or that, that has changed and makes you see things differently. So what are some of the things that, that really inspired you? Uh, cinema, cinema, and cinema, basically. It's like... <laughs> I love it, and mm. and and not only that. It's like being in touch all days with uh, with what people is doing. I okay. mean, it's like you can 
uh, expect or you can never as an artist I think it's it's that's the best way to to evolve it's like to to take a look a look at what this guy or this colleague of yours is doing and oh this is an amazing piece I'm going to try to dissect that and and and, and take some learning from that and basically I would say cinema for me it's like I'm always looking at movies or series or whatever it is but I'm also curious about animation in terms of let's say for example uh, I'm I'm really uh, into a lot later, recently in anime and, and, and manga and, and stuff like that and, and I, I, I've always been but recently I'm doing some experiments more graphical graphically speaking so it's like a way of always keep yourself busy it's like mm -hmm. it's a way I see it it's like I'm always doing like personal projects it's been a, like one year since I haven't released any, any of them because it's been like a hell of a year for me in the company lots of stuff doing this uh, other art direction for this other company, uh, having a, a new uh, little baby girl born. Oh, congrats. Like, <laughs> thank you, my man. Like <laughs> two, three months ago. Or wow. It, it will, she will be like three months in one week. So, so I mean, it's, it's been really busy. But I would have to say that it's, it's that. It's always been excited about anything you can get out there that can trigger out some inspiration in you. For example, you see a photo, a photography exhibition, and it's like, oh, I love the, how this guy works with color palette, for example, of, of, of with uh, lenses. And you try to adapt that to what you are doing or try to do some experimentation with that. So the way I see it is, is, is always like that. It's always keep evolving and doing like personal projects. It's a moment where I think you grow more as an artist when you're doing your personal stuff because you don't have any constraint and, and, right. on, and any side beside yours and, and if you're really like perfectionist which is my case it always leads you to you know being fucked up yeah <laughs> but at the, at the same time it's really rewarding when you finish something who are who are some of the filmmakers that you think inspired you the most ah uh, there's there's uh, i mean for example i would say Kurosawa it's, it's one of of my um, my favorite filmmakers it's my all times and uh, I would say for example I, I love Michel Gondry mm -hmm. I think it's a really badass and yeah. Spike Jones and but again um, Ridley Scott and has really powerful uh, things and stuff and um, I mean there's there's thousands of, of them and, and, and honestly I, I, I don't think I would I could say this is the one I love the best because right. then you, oh, fuck man I, I I forgot about Coppola I forgot about right, right, you yes. know Scorsese <laughs> right. I love Scorsese you know it's just, right. I mean they are really solid all time filmmakers if you ask right. me about more, more modern filmmakers there's a lot of it's a lot of a bunch of people doing cool stuff out there but yeah definitely cool classic filmmakers Kubrick. Yeah, who Kubrick, who of does, course. Who doesn't love Kubrick? Basically, well, I, mean, I was like, thinking like Villeneuve is probably someone that Villeneuve, you probably... Yeah, 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 Villeneuve. Villeneuve and, and, and I have to say he's like a risky guy because he's like doing films that they are really established IPs and it's it, it's not easy to do that. And, no. and I think to, to take a... to make your personal take on Blade Runner for example and make it look you can like it or not but at least it's, it's your vision and and then what he, it happened with you and it's it's again obviously he's going to be exposed to a lot of criticism mm -hmm. uh, but that's 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 the thing I, I mean it's it's I mean, shit happens but yeah, yeah. For, for sure I, 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 it's, yeah it's, I think there's such a very just a very interesting thing about about that and especially because you know when you look at something like like Villeneuve's films it's he he tends to slow things down so you can appreciate what yeah. you're looking at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Nolan, for example, is other other Nolan guy. Nolan does, I, yeah. Uh, and not all the works. I mean, I think recently he's evolving to an even more really, you know, uh, complex um, for being complex, I guess. Uh, right. But but obviously, I think some of these uh, works are brilliant. I love him. It's like yeah, it's really visionary. 
Now, I'm curious because, you know, you obviously said that there was something when you went to THU that said, okay, I have got to do something, right? And so at THU, obviously, is, is, there's, a, uh, there's not as many archivist people there, as you know, but there's a lot of concept artists there and really, really talented concept artists. And I want to know one first, first is, is there a specific concept artist that really like got you and got you excited? And two, how do you think that concept, the way that concept art is executed, how is that different from ArcViz and visualization in that way? Okay, so I would say that uh, concept artists, I mean, there are ceilings out there. I love uh, from Rafael Lacoste, which is like mm -hmm. an old timer and, mm -hmm. and, 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 and former art director of all the Assassin's Creed franchise and yeah. guys like Aitan Sana, uh, Jama Jurovive, I mean all that, you know, from uh, uh, Machi Kuchara, I love all these people and right. I have had I have had like the, the, the great uh, pleasure of meeting most of them personally mm -hmm. after, after that and yes, I, I wouldn't say that it's too different from a still image in architecture at some point when you're doing this kind of hero shot of an, arch uh, an architectural piece it's not so different from you know doing a concept art for Hogwarts castle in um, uh, in um, Harry Potter for example or sure. doing something for Prometheus and you're showcasing the big you know building or whatever it's not so different because the main principles are the same. It's composition, it's color, it's contrast, it's values. And those are there. It's, I mean, it, it, yeah, for sure you have more or you are allowed theoretically to have more drama implied into concept art. But nowadays I don't think that's true because you can find lots of drama and lots of architectural images. And it, it, it is cool. It is great. Maybe yeah. years ago, an architect wouldn't wouldn't buy that. I would say, no, that's too depressing or whatever. But nowadays, you can see lots of images that are really moody in terms of cinematographic quality in architecture, and they work perfectly in terms of yeah. grading, in terms of mystery, etc. I'm actually curious about that. What do you what do you think about the evolution of of architecture visualization? Because obviously, it has changed. People have looked at things differently. You know, I think when people started to see. Things like what Alex Roman was doing or, or what Mir is doing. It's like, oh, yeah. you showed the whole building and it's covered in fog. <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? You would never be allowed to do that 20 years ago, right? Yes, absolutely. I think that's that's part of this this evolution I mentioned. And it's like, for sure, my, my, my good friends of, my Nor Norwegian friends of Mir, mm -hmm. hats, off, hats off to them. Mm -hmm. And basically, I think that's 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 the thing. It's like, how could we impress not only ourselves first, firstly ourselves, because when you impress yourself and you have some level of expertise, I bet my ass or 90% that you're going to impress your, your customers, uh, mostly sure. And, 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 and these guys saw things in a different way. And it's like, it's, it's also the way we try to do in beauty. It's like, okay, why if we try to search for a different angle, a different thematic, a different whatever, and try not, at some point, obviously, you're going to repeat yourself because that happens. I mean, you can be reinventing the wheel all, all days, you know? Right. But at least you have an approach which is not the, the super used or abused uh, approach, which is like, okay, this, this kind of stupid things about PDFs, no? the, as I always call them, the PDF checkers, no? when, when right. somebody or some project manager comes to you and then it's like, no, yeah, but we need to cover all these PDF topics. And it's like, man, you can have a guy in for front row having some spaghettis and looking at your building and reading at the same time the tablet with something in his tablet, which is like New York Times or whatever it is. I don't care. So, right. and then at the same time in the mid ground, you have this other activity, which is a, 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 a baseball uh, you know, game or whatever, and then you're right. building. Okay, you have so many layers, man, that you're mm -hmm. not going to, you don't have a strong concept in the image. And, and but I mean, it, it gives, it takes time and years to realize that and, 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 and be consistent with that. And maybe sometimes when you're discussing with some project manager, maybe they don't have so much time or expertise. That is why you're trying to tell them, okay, guys, there's a better way. And sometimes it happens, you, you, you achieve that, some other, 
you don't achieve that. Well, I'm curious about that too. I mean, obviously, I know you know from from some listening. I've I've you know had the the pleasure of meeting some of the the old school ArcViz, not ArcViz. They were just basically architectural illustrators. They were watercolorists and stuff like yeah. that, right? And those guys are really great, but they really they were used to operating within a certain set of rules for so long. You know, the building has to have straight lines. You can't do it this. You can't do that. And like you know. What I think you, you know you can do is basically what you're showing is like what if I break all those rules, right? <laughs> what if I used people showcase buildings in movies all the time and they never use those rules? Yeah, right? that's that's the thing. I mean, we should if they should, or at least as far as I see, it's those rules should shouldn't be so rigid because at right. some point when you when I mean it's good to know the rules and and because you right. can do your obviously you have to have foundations and and, 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 and so your basement is really solid mm-hmm. but for sure when you have those foundations you you need to you know trespass that and and and, and be bold at some point and, and say okay what if for example we turn around things and try to look at this building or this concept or whatever this way would that work and some sometimes you have so pretty good accidents or natural accidents that it's like much better than the the, the typical approach right but you do but how do you fight that, that 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 thing because where you have a story you want to tell you think it would be more powerful right and then someone's like yes but i want to showcase the lobby i want to showcase yeah. this i want to do yeah, this yeah. after show the parking yeah. lot you know it's like yeah i i always say is that you you should know at some point when you have years of expertise to know which battles you should fight and which ones you should say go fuck it right i want to live in relaxed and this this what i'm not going to fight it because uh, it's not deserved you know what i mean is when you have a client that it's um, i mean it's mostly most of the times no or that is it's a reasonable client and it's like um there's like an open dialogue it's not yep. it's, it's not this because I say it has to be this because right. I'm the creative director. No, it's not that. It's like I'm gonna give you reasons for this. And right. then maybe you give me your reasons on the other side of the fence, which is like, oh yeah, but I'm, I'm the architect, I have to I have to to sell this to my client. And then right. I can say, Okay, yes, you're right. So let's do some let's get even and, and let's do a mix of both ideas and we can arrive to an agreement and it could end up being a really cool and terrific story and 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 and, and it's a work of it's a teamwork okay then you have another scenario which is like they rely on you absolutely so you are really uh fortunate because you can you, you have even more artistic freedom which is like the most desirable of the scenarios at some point, it's desirable, but you also be careful because you're on your own. Okay, so if you fuck it up, you fuck it up. Right. And, and, and see, it's like the scenario in which these guys, for example, are really authoritarian. It's like, no, no, yeah, but I want to see this, 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 and this, and let me show you. I'm going to tell you how to right. do things. So it's like, okay, man, but it makes no sense to to hire us and to come to us if you want these kind of images if you're right. going to cons- consistently go against the flow you know what i mean right but again i'm not going to fight it man i want to get back home to play with my kids to do my shit there and right. or go and swim a little bit you know and yeah you know you have to know which battles you have to basically uh, fight and which one was my uh, my when I was at DD we used to call that uh, at some point you have to let the Wookiee win (laughs) (laughs) just let the Wookiee win on this one yeah Yeah, absolutely 100% man (laughs) but it is also that you know it's true it's a shame it's their loss right they hired you guys specifically because you guys think creatively and and you're supposed to be collaborative Uh, and it's a shame that they don't do that but that's fine you know it's a paycheck it's a paycheck at some point yeah yeah absolutely And, and, and also to be honest and to be fair with these these uh, companies that ha- sometimes happen, uh, mm-hmm. I'm not saying this from from a point of you know being like um, angry with them, which is not sure. the case. Basically, because I also could understand their motivations. It's like maybe they are really rigid because their processes are really measured and they always give the same thing to the clients, and for them they are okay. So. I mean, I don't look that from the younger side of, of, of life, basically. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> right now, okay. So you mentioned you mentioned also you know your your different scenarios of collaboration that you do. One one where it's very restrictive, one is complete freedom, and the other one where you are working together. Mm. I find sometimes when you work together with a customer and you try to say problem solve it from different angles, and sometimes you come up with even better idea that you would come up on on your own, right? Yeah. So what? Tell us some of the customers like that where where the collaboration has been really really good at telling the story that you guys wanted to tell together. Mm-hmm. Well, for example, we have lots of them, and I would say like mostly, mostly. Some of them are more rigid, and because of those reasons I recommended that, for example, with the Schmidt Hamalassen, it's always been like from day one, and then we've been working with them since our beginning, so it's like 10 years now, and right. and it's always like amazing working with them, because we arrived to a point of, you know, confidence between each other, and it's like, I always compare this when, when I think maybe you 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 were like part musician. I don't know because lots of, of us we are like creative. We always right. are musicians at some point or, or the other. Sure. So I, I always compare this like a jamming. You know when you're jamming with some people right? and and, yep. and and you and you understand yourself. It's like you're playing like three chords and then somebody comes in and, and, and gets in with the solo or do something in the line in the bass or some whatever in the drums and it's like there's chemistry there. So with these guys, for example, there's always chemistry. Uh, Big is always it's also a, a really cool studio to work with. Uh, yeah. King uh, yeah, because they have lots of projects also, and and they they initially then they have their constraints in in what they have to show, they have to whatever. They normally are really open minded about new ideas, and that's cool. That's that's that that's amazing. And also not all not only like big studios, okay, because. Um, uh, also, little studios uh, we've worked with, uh, they're really sympathetic. And for example, you can work with a studio that it's like, I can't remember names because I'm really fucking bad at that. And at some point, it's like you have your, your head full of names. Sure, but sure. We, we've recently worked with uh, some little studios that uh, wanted to come with us for certain competitions. And the, and the chemistry was amazing because... Um, they were so open-minded, maybe, maybe because they didn't have so many layers to, to filter the project. So the right. communication was really direct. And it was like, okay, what if we do these guys? Would, wouldn't it be cool? I was like, oh, yeah, go for it. And it was really cool. But yeah, I mean, I, 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 I would say, like, love to, like to say that uh, it's not, or the, 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 that chemistry is not depending on the size of the studio. I mean, you can have you can sure. work with a really big studio, and it's really, really uh, difficult to work with. And maybe you can find a small studio; and it's really cool. And vice versa, you can work with a small studio that is like a pain in your ass because it's really difficult to pull out the the, the things and vice versa, basically. Right. For sure, for sure. It's interesting that you say, I mean, I think Big, obviously, I've always been an admirer of Big and their architecture, but I think it's because I think a lot like you, Victor, because I love narrative in architecture. I love to tell the story that's happening, and I feel that that architecture always tells an interesting story or should tell an interesting story. Yeah. And. <laughs> And that's what I think. Whenever there's a there's miss that's missing, I always feel it. And I think with big, they always tend to tell a story. They're always telling stories, right? Yeah, At least he yeah. is, and he presents his stuff like he's telling a great story. And I think that that lends itself so well to what you guys do because you're trying to give that visual narrative in a lot of ways. So, I big big yeah. I think that's a good <laughs> good combination for me to see yeah. to definitely see yeah. that. Yeah, so, absolutely. but what do you think about? Okay, so so obviously, you know, we've talked about how 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 ArcVis has changed over time. So, where 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 do you think some of the future of this is going to be? What do you think are are, are going to change the way that you you look at narratives and the way you look at how we're going to be doing the work that uh, that you guys do? I think one one I don't know. It's always a tricky question. The future. I don't know which is going to be the future. What I can not predict, but what I'm each time more and more um, happy is um, obviously how technology boosts productivity, but not uh, not necessarily productivity, but the in more more in the artistic sense of it. It's like okay, okay if we can have like more powerful computers, uh, programs, real time uh, um, software, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, that makes me being more creative. I I'm on that road. So and 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 recently from 
some time uh, until now I'm, I'm doing lots of time in, in, in lots of stuff in real time and 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 because for me it gives me lots of freedom and I think it's something that it's eventually gonna come uh, whether it's like and real or, or other you know real time technology uh, mm-hmm. I think also V-Ray has its its its, its own vantage thing I mm-hmm. think it's it's called mm-hmm. and or unity or you know that 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 real time thing is really important for me because it's like you know this this feeling when you're fighting with a image or an animation it's like you have to wait forever for that and it's like I'm not a patient guy anymore and I'm, 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 I have a little bit of an age and it's like fucking man I don't want to be waiting for a week until I see the result of this right. so so for me I and, and generally speaking also architects they are using each time more real time technology because I think it's the future at some point it's like okay do we have a model of this how we want to to, to showcase this we want to see quickly results in terms of how if we li- if we light up this way or if we put the camera here or if we tell the story this other way you know what I mean it's like yeah. for me it's, it, for me it's really important that to be able to do that in little time it gives me most, more freedom as a creator basically it's like and, and, and obviously it's an easier way to discard ideas which are not good ideas it's like maybe you think this is cool and then oh no it's look like shit fuck it up so yeah. I think it it goes, in my opinion, in that way. Well, I absolutely agree with you that real time is actually going to change a lot of the way that we look at CG and especially in architecture in a lot of ways. Uh, I think that's, and we can we'll keep talking about that. But before we talk about that, what about just the idea that if real time technology is much more accessible in a lot of ways, do you feel that architects may feel like, well, I'll just do it myself? (laughs) Oh, okay. And I don't need any of this stuff. I'll just like, you know, you want to see the building? You see the building. Because yeah. I think sometimes people think of real time, they forget about the narrative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but, but honestly, I, I I don't buy that. And I will tell you my, my point on that. It's like, okay, yes, but like 10 years ago or seven years ago, there were already geeks like me or like you or whoever. Yep. In those, on, the, on those studios doing renders, you know, Right. And, and and each time um, things evolve. Yeah, I, there's a lot of studios that have their own intern team, and even uh, studios that we I have mentioned before, they have their own intern team. But they still come to us and say, "Okay, this project is for Beauty and the Beat," because they know exactly that the narrative for that project belongs to us, or we are more aligned. You know, we have more expertise. Sure. So it's like. It, uh, the way I see it is like there's always going to be a need for a critical eye or an expert eye to tell stories that matter at some point. It's like, okay, yeah, you can do a spot with uh, your colleague that is, has learned, you know, cinema. He, he came out from the Cinema Academy. Mm-hmm. Or you can hire Ridley Scott to do your, 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 um, your advertisement uh, piece or whatever. Sure. Obviously, the result is different or will be different, you know? So... Honestly, I'm, I don't see it. Yeah, it's like, we don't need these people. I don't think so. Yeah, maybe you you, you don't need these people for doing a, a really quick premise of what you want to see if the, sure. if, the, if, the, if the space is working, if the proportions are correct, if everything is flowing in terms of, of the project. But then to showcase that, to showcase that in an artistic way is a whole different, uh, requires a different sets of skills, I guess. Do you think that that's something that you have to, I mean, obviously you said your customers come to you either way, which is a great news, but do you think that in some cases in the architectural world, people like when they think of real time, they kind of forget about the narrative. They go back to what we used to do 20 years ago where they're just driving around it like a video game. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I think like there's like, there are different media in terms of, okay, one thing is like a descriptive visual, uh, tools or documents, which is like, let's say you have like a VR Googles and you're exploring the, 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 the place. That's one thing. Sure. Uh, and a different complete thing is, okay, yeah, but I'm going to give it a twist or, or I'm going to show case like a more artistic composition, a little movie or whatever. And it's a different product. Uh, so for example, the first one could be when you're going to showcase the client with the Googles and they're going to, oh, look at the building. Oh, look at those lamps. Yeah, they're hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. 
Okay, and then you're going to go to the big auditorium, going to showcase your, your movie with your your building and some hero shots or whatever it is, you know. Sure. So uh, it's it's they're different media, I, I think, as far as I see it. Yes, yes, but it, okay. So you hear me out about this. It's like you know what now we're getting some really amazing real time tools, and I've I've been doing a lot of them as well, uh, looking a lot into this, and so. The thing is, a little bit, is these tools are based on video games, right? So a lot of times the experiences, even when people do you know, cinematics, they look like video games, really good mm. video games, but yeah. they look like video games. Yeah. They don't have a cinematic look to them sometimes. And there's something yeah. that sometimes misses in, in some of that experience. Yeah. And uh, I think... You know, based on what you were saying earlier, I believe that there's actually something really uh, 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 great about you know what you guys are doing in terms of trying to tell a story in certain ways, but and the feedback that you get from real time is very powerful because you can iterate much faster. You can go whoa 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 right. But there's the sometimes I feel that there's something is like that looks like a really beautiful video game, and I love video games. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I I, I, I I absolutely understand your point. Honestly, to be to be honest, what I'm trying to do uh, on those regards is uh, try to not making it look like a video game. That's, right. That, that, that is that is my and and all and the that's jobs, a, that's a, that's all, a skill all, set you have to get right. All, all, all the stuff that I'm doing in in these regards, even if it's like personal stuff or things in beauty, are on on that direction. It's like okay, let's try to do it as realistic as possible or one way and the other way is like let's do just try to do it as not non-realistic as possible but really graphical it's like right you know uh, it, 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 it's not okay this is a look that the, the 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 video game engine for example provides me i i go i will go with this no 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 let's try to push it to this side and this other side let's let's experiment and not only uh, get focused about how many millions of polygons I can get into scene, and you know what I mean. Sure. It's like sure. Well, that's my experience, for example, some because I've worked in the film industry as well. I look at something and it's like, I find that twenty four frames a second with motion blur. <laughs> Mm-hmm. looks much more cinematic than 120 frames a second. Ah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. In fact, it's, it's, it's funny because uh, today, no, yesterday, yeah, I'm doing a piece right now that I'm rendering at 12 frames per second. Right. You know you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's like more animation, classic animation. So, sure. it, abs- absolutely. In the end, I don't give a... F- Sorry, uh, the, okay. the, F, the, F, the, F, the F word. Uh, I don't care at all uh, about that. Uh, you know, it's like who who has uh, the biggest frame uh, ratio, whatever. It's sure. That, it's not that is not important for me. That is not relevant. It's like you could do something which is like a, um, a traditional animation, uh, drawing slide by slide, and if the idea is beautiful, that's gonna be awesome. Uh, that's what, that's what I'm saying. It's like. Technology is great for lots of things. For example, as we spoke, it's like if you right. can boost productivity or you can see the end result or what could be end result really fast, that's mm-hmm. amazing. I'm in that world. Yes. But be careful. That doesn't have to be like the the main you know direction of what you're doing. That you you don't have to base all your work on that. You know what I mean? Sure. First comes the idea. The idea, if the idea is it's good, you can do it at 150 frames per second or 12 frames per second, but because the idea is good, you know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Do you think that some of the things that you do um, influence the architecture itself? Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't want to be pretentious in that way because um, I, I mean, uh, landmark was great. Then we. I did Rebirth, uh, which was also a cool project mm-hmm. to, to be involved in, and that was really mediatic. And, but honestly, I don't know if what we do is influencing architecture or not. I would love to at least think that what we do is solid, is, is, is a labor of love. You know what I mean? It's sure. like when, when you present your work, you are proud of what you do. Yeah, obviously, you will have bad 
images, bad movies, mm -hmm. uh, because shit happens, and that's good. And, and and it's good to have bad movies or bad images, honestly, sure. because they re they they remind you, okay, I fucked it up in this project because this and this and this. <laughs> You yeah, know? yeah, and then you have your list, your lesson learned, you know, sure. and and so I don't know if what we do have impact has has had any impact or, or impact in, in in architecture uh, or architectural visualization. I want to believe that at least in architectural communication, some impact has had because yeah, we are we are yeah. followed or, or notorious at some point, you know. But honestly, that's nothing I. I I ask myself to um, frequently because, in all honesty, in from one year ago, I haven't been too much in contact with architecture. I mean, yes, I'm I'm in contact with architecture in more in a more you know creative direction in the studio to say okay, let's try this or, or and that. But I'm more involved in more uh, nowadays in more other experiences which are more like their experiences, musical experiences, uh, video game experiences. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. Well, that's interesting. Okay, real quick. So uh, what, what, you know, obviously you said, you know, some of the things when you started your company, you wanted, oh, and maybe if I can start my own company and you did that. And then maybe I could work for some of these great architects and then you did that. Maybe I can do my own thing and then you did that, you know? And so you've done all these things along the way. What's, what's left for you? What's, what's the next thing that you want to do? <laughs> to be honest, um, I'm pretty happy with my life nowadays in terms of artistic, artistically speaking. It's like I have my own company, which is this one. Mm -hmm. And the company is really cool. It's, it's a really healthy company with really healthy people mm -hmm. uh, and non-toxic people, which is always great. Mm -hmm. and, and then I'm the art director of another startup company, which is a right. stage 11. So, so tell and, us a little bit about that one. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty cool. It's like uh, one year ago, uh, mm -hmm. somebody contacted me, which is like the CEO of this company, Jonathan, and mm -hmm. and it was like, man, uh, I I love your work, and I would like to, you to be the art director in in my company. So your company we're starting, but uh, potentially we're going to do this and this and this, which is like trying to do or to bring music and and, and concerts and artists and fashion and into the video game world at some point and make like a mashup and, and work in the metaverse and really exciting projects. And basically, uh, I cannot say too much about what we're doing because uh, it, it's all, all, all or nearly all in NDA. You can, you can have, there's like a little sneak peek video that they published like one week or two weeks ago. Okay. And, but Is there a website? Like, <laughs> they're like biggest stars already there uh, that are, we are collaborating with them, but we are right now in the process of maybe, you know, the early, earlier stages of the production. Okay. But what, what, what I'm trying to say is that I'm really happy with my life nowadays because I have that. I'm really busy all day and I can also have my personal projects, which, which are, I'm doing. I'm maybe at a slower pace because right now it's like everything together, uh, this right. company, my company, my little daughter, etc., uh, etc. Et But I keep doing this shit because for me it's really uh, relieves my stress. And honestly, what I would love to do, uh, it's directing. It's something that I have in mind for the, for the future. Mm -hmm. uh, not only doing direction of cinematic pieces, which I am, have already done, uh, mm -hmm. cinematics, mm -hmm. and I, I, I'm doing right now cinematics, mm -hmm. aside from our direction mm -hmm. in this company, but also like uh, old school cinema, you know, uh, mm -hmm. directing something in the, in the future. Yeah, I know I'm, I'm a, a really old guy, but I, have, <laughs> I also have like the, the, the idea that if you want something with all your guts and you put all your energy in that, in the end, you will end up doing something cool um, yeah. at, at some point. So, yeah, that's basically, that's my thing. But honestly, as I said, I have a really happy life now, artistically speaking, nowadays. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, well, then if people were have or struggling with their lives, artistically speaking, <laughs> what advice would you give them right now? Uh, it's, it's a difficult one, but... I mean, it's not so difficult for me, or at least in my personal experience, uh, I, I've, I've struggled as any other artist in, because you are you have highs and lows, that's for sure. And you're gonna be happy at some point and really, you know, overpowered, and you're gonna be really fucked up at, at mm -hmm. times, you know, because mm -hmm. shit happens. And mm -hmm. but my main 
my main advice if i would call piece of advice is like mm. keep you know keep improving keep being passionate if you don't if you feel you're burnt out okay go to the park go to swim go to you know with your girlfriend with your boyfriend do mm. whatever you want to do uh, take energy again and keep keep being inspired uh, whether if it's like a, as I said a photography exposition as if it's like an um, anime comic as if it's a, a movie a series or you know watching your son playing PlayStation for example or whatever get inspired from everything you can you know absorb from people from situations then try to channel that in what you do and, and, and never be afraid never be afraid of failing because it's a topic, it's a really, you know, uh, overused uh, topic, but it's true. It's like, you're not going to be successful until you fail several times, okay? Right. Let's hope, let's ho let's hope you don't fail so many because that would mean that you're an intelligent person and you take um, a, a knowledge for things that happened to you in the past, but eventually you will fail. <laughs> <laughs> you will fail, and that's Absolutely. a good thing. It's a good yes, thing. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, my man. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, Victor. This has been absolutely great talking to you. Yeah, wonderful no conversation. Hopefully, someday we will run into each other again. Maybe next yeah. year at THU. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> we'll do that. Absolutely. Uh, or you want to come to Madrid? You can be my guest. Absolutely. We can, oh, I'd we'll, love to do that. That'd be we'll great. Throw, we'll throw a party at you. That sounds or good. If, or if I go to LA, you're in LA, basically. Yep. Yeah, but because I will be in LA. I can predict uh, in a regular basis. So next Good. time I go, I go there. I, I will ping you. We can have some some fun. Sounds like fun, man. All right, thank you, Victor. Yeah, have a good no one. Problem.